0: I'm Jethro Jones from Transformative Principle, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts.
1: Make sure you check out the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com,
0: and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to the Principal PLN Podcast, hosted by Dr. Spike Cook. Jessica Johnson, and Teresa Stagger. Principal PLN is a weekly roundtable discussion about current topics in educational leadership. Be sure to follow our hosts on Twitter, at Dr. Spike Cook, at Principal J, and at Principal Stagger. There are many great ways to contact the PLN. Follow the hashtag PrincipalPLN or at PrincipalPLN on Twitter. You can also search and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. All links can be found online at PrincipalPLN.com. Hey, everybody. This is Principal PLN, episode 104. Spike and I are here. Hey, Spike.
1: Good morning, Jessica. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. It's Labor Day weekend, and we are taking some time to get our morning started the right way by podcasting.
0: we missed you on the last one
1: I know yeah my schedule changed at the last minute so um, I'm looking forward to listening to it because like I told you I have this thing where I never listen to Mm -hmm. myself because it's I don't know if there's a worse thing to listen to Um, (laughs) so I will definitely uh, give that a listen
0: so um, I made a video introducing our new teachers and my son wanted to edit it because when I told him my idea for it, he's like, no, mom, just let me do it. And I was like, all right, that's fine. But I had to sit with him to tell him like, you need to edit that out. You need to you know, change this. Um, and it took two hours to make this video that was five minutes long.
1: Wow. Um,
0: and at one point he goes, mom, I am so sick of your voice. And I was like, yeah, um, I'm sick of my yeah. voice too, honey. <laughs> Believe me, I don't like listening to myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to record something um, for uh, as a part of this first three days that we're doing. And um, I just did two takes and then I looked at both the different takes, like cringing the whole time. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go with this one um, because I don't, I don't know what it is. And, and I think there's a thing too. I'm sure like if you Google it, if there's something about, how you perceive what you sound like and then what you sound like through an audio or video
0: oh i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure it's like a
1: term to it too
0: you went with the first three days that that was mentioned on our podcast a couple of times a couple of episodes ago talk about
1: that yeah so i really connected with that because i know the last time we were talking you know we went through the whole. You know spectrum of how do you you know welcome staff and students back to your your buildings everything from just keeping it you know the same way and and keeping it normal some sort of normalcy or all the way to rolling out the red carpet and i really connected with that uh, first three days just because um it's a lot about Making sure that staff connect with students, student connect with students, and making sure that basically everybody connects with the school. So, to me, I thought it was, I thought it was a great um, scaffolding to what I had originally thought to do as we were trying to work on our school improvement. So, um, it got uh, volunteers together and we sort of brainstormed some different things that we could do um, as far as like what needed to be covered, how it needed to be covered, not the specifics on like team building and stuff like that, but more so like allocating time and and making sure um, the big thing was that making sure that everybody's going over the same thing. Mm -hmm. So right now I have a um, Google slides um document that's probably about a hundred slides right now maybe even more so because the school's very big so anything we do has to be seems like really big so we are altering the schedule for the first couple days uh extending our homeroom and we are literally giving all the teachers you know day one homeroom this is what you do You can do this team building activity you could do this team building activity but you need to cover these things um we are going over you know how to walk in the hallway how to um you know going over the policy manuals um making connections having students do reflections um, integrating strategies too that teachers can utilize so if they're going over the handbook it is not just we're going to read pages five to seven and that's it. Like there are activities that we embedded in there, such as, you know, close reading and, you know, highlighting, uh, having them I- interact with the text, um, things like that. So I'm really excited about it And I've gotten some really good feedback so far from teachers that are like, oh, this is awesome. Like we'll all be on the same page.
0: Yeah, that sounds cool. We also are doing kind of, similar the first day of um, expectation stations so there's no specials that first day we don't even have our regular recess schedule um, because we want to make sure every grade level gets through you know that expectation station before they come out for their first recess Um, but then um, we also embedded within there one of it's not the expectation station, but one of them that the grade level will go to is our Playworks um, in the gym for a Playworks activity. Um, we're implementing Playworks and I can talk more about that because I'm so jazzed up.
1: Well, yeah, can you talk about that? Cause I'm not familiar yeah, with Yeah, I will. Oh, okay. um,
0: and then um, and then we, we um, they're gonna get a longer time at recess in the afternoon um, because we're gonna actually teach them some of the games um, going through rotations that way. And then they're gonna have time to play. And um, yeah, so I'll so I'll talk about playwork. So playworks is um, you can just go to playworks.com. I think probably um, it's all about making play um, fun um, of teaching structured activities that are all inclusive for kids. Um, that teaching them strategies for cooperation and you know what to do when there's a disagreement. Um, we, our entire staff had a three hours training with Playworks and it was the best training we've ever had. Um, It was, it was so much fun, so much fun. And, you know, within there, yes, we were playing games, but we also spent time like looking at like, okay, what are all of, how are all of the ways that it affects um, students academically, socially, Mm -hmm. behaviorally, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. And, um, you know, so don't take this recess away from them. Um, But, just take some some games you you learn some core games and then different tweaks on them so like you know tag typically you play until everybody's out and there's one winner
1: well wait can you, i ask you a question real quick yeah yeah sorry to interrupt but do you know what tag stands for i uh, no so um just as a side note you know how like Yeah, how how like Facebook and all that kind of stuff work. Well, somebody put up there, uh, it was some sometime in the summer, like um, I just found out what tag means. And it's so simple. And it was like, and I learned it like zero days ago or something like that. I just thought it was really funny. I I normally don't post those things, but I thought it was pretty funny. Um, It just means touch and go.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
1: Chris, it makes a lot of sense, right? It
0: does. Okay. But normally okay. kids play it so that there's a winner, right? Mm,
1: uh, oh, is there a winner in tag? Well, I don't know. I, don't I think know. Like okay. it just keeps well, going. Well, maybe. On.
0: Okay. Well, and honestly, for Playworks, every single game, there's not a winner. Like even with Foursquare, a different game of lightning, a different version of it. There's always kids can quickly get back into the game. Um, and there's just little tweaks on everything that mm-hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, that's so simple. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And just to minimize the amount of things that kids get in over on the playground. Right. Um, then- well, that's
1: interesting. So, can I ask a couple questions about yeah. it? like, so what you yeah. said, like the training was like one of the best that you've been through. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. I'm
1: assuming it awesome. that it was like, they were actually having you play those oh, games. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. We were so, well, so all staff had three hours and they were, we were all like sweaty, disgusting. <laughs> it, it was awesome. Awesome. Um, And then the majority of the staff went on to something else. And then our recess crew, which there were like 10 of us, we continued training. And by the end of the day, we were like dead. And then we all went to a different kind of training the next day where we were sitting and we were passing around an icy hot roll-on thing because oh, we goodness. were all in pain, <laughs> but it was a good pain.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, it was a good pain, and you know there are things there were there are lots of different activities that teachers can use in the classroom too, um, so that kids are getting breaks and and having fun that way. Right. Um, so yeah, it was super fun, super awesome. I'm so excited that our kids are going to benefit from this. Um, another component of it is training junior coaches. So we're going to have fourth and fifth graders that are junior coaches that, that they're going to be leading and facilitating activities at recess. Um, and we actually already started a little bit of that at the end of the year, but now we're formally trained and the kids will be too.
1: That's pretty cool. So, um, is it going to be like organic, like what kids want to do, or they're going to be like, this no, week we're going to have, on...
0: we're going to have core activities when they come out. So like the first day of school um, when we have recess, and first of all, kids can still go to the play on the playground equipment if they want, but they're all gonna learn these activities first. So they will have um um foursquare, but not the foursquare that we traditionally play. It's called blank mm-hmm. slate foursquare. They're all gonna learn it, and that's the only version of foursquare we're playing the first week. Um, there is um a, a version of lightning. Again, not the traditional lightning that we think of, where there's one winner, um, but it's champs versus champ or champs versus challenger. I think um, there's um, two soccer games that we will teach them out on the soccer field. Um, one is hot shot soccer, and the other is three line soccer. And then um, our little kids will learn a tag game. Um, our older kids will learn Gaga Ball.
1: Oh, so I've I mean, heard of that before.
0: Four, yeah. yeah, and we're building that pit this weekend. There's four core activities, and they can choose what they're going to go to, um, but they're first going to learn all of them. So then every week, we're going to be rotating what is the core game. They're going to, you know, they'll learn a new core game. Um, and then, yes, eventually there will be choice in there, but we want mm-hmm. them to learn these games first.
1: Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool because um, I know as being an elementary principal that was where a lot of the problems oh my
0: gosh stem well, then from we're not going to have like we used to have a recess card of like everything so there's so many options they can mm-hmm. you know they can do this they can play frisbee they can jump rope they can da, 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 da. no we're only going to have the equipment for the core activities because what happens with that extra equipment there's balls getting kicked everywhere there's right. jump ropes being used to you know rodeo people in and yeah, choke yeah. each other and no, we're just going to have the equipment for the activities. And um, I, I'm trusting the system. But she says, like, when, when you implement this, kids join in and play the games. Right. They have fun together.
1: And what's the adult uh, perspective or responsibility with through all of this?
0: The adults are either facilitating, um, they're playing with them, like playing in the game with the kids. I don't remember the third one, but so here's the thing: um, I knew how like tired teachers were, and like their feet were sore the next day. And um, I want everybody to feel a part of this, so um, uh-huh. I told them all on the first day of school they can wear their school shirts and right. jeans and tennis for the first day of school.
1: Wait, hold on. What's a tenny?
0: Oh, tennis shoes. <laughs> what? what? Uh, I've never heard
1: ideas? that before. Well, what? yeah, I think. What do you no, call them,
0: Spike? What do you call sneakers? them in New Jersey?
1: Sneakers.
0: sneakers 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 okay i'll make fun of that
1: <laughs> tennies
0: yeah we're wearing our tennies so wow. going bold the first day of school we're wearing do our you Friday think that some time.
1: of this like infringes on your fied ed no it was that was part of a joke because oh. we say fizzed ed you guys say fied ed but um do you, you think this ed Fizz ed yeah
0: we could have a whole episode making of what each other says <laughs>
1: Phi Ed. So, how does this impact your FIED program?
0: Um, how does it impact it? First of all, she's excited because kids mm-hmm. are getting physical activity. Right, right. Um, she will be a part of teaching core activities, like the the core activity that they'll play for the next week. They're going to learn this week in in her gym. Oh, good. So they will learn it from her, and then you know when we've got the sign up next week that it's you know magic tag. Then they they already know that because they did it with Mrs. Coon in the gym.
1: So, in phys ed, in phys ed, (laughs) yeah, we don't call it that. (laughs) Now you call it fire, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, now is it? I guess I was wondering too. Like, is it just a K to five program, or is this?
0: Oh, you could do this at middle school.
1: Yeah, because one of the it's interesting that you bring this up because as we were going through, you know, this whole you know first seventy two hours, the first three days there we started a class last year uh, called advisory. so that complements uh, our lunch period. So um, it basically it, we went from like saying having four you know, very huge lunches, the six small lunches. so half the grade is eating at a mm-hmm. time and then the other half um, is doing advisory, which is supposed to be like small group, um, opportunities for kids to, to get connected to the school, uh, character education, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But what a lot of people have asked for, because there's such a big emphasis now on bringing recess back, um, making sure that recess doesn't go away, et cetera, et cetera. Like, why couldn't we do it at the middle school level? These kids really don't, you know, they do have gym every day or Fayette every day. Um, but if, um, you know, sometimes they have health and then, you know, the other thing is like, you know, the gym period is sometimes there's a different focus. Like, you know, can we let these kids be kids, etc., etc. Yeah, so- just because
0: they turn 11 doesn't mean they don't want to play.
1: Exactly. Or just because they're 14 doesn't, you know, yeah. so, and could, th- could that actually help us out with, you know, discipline and, you know, yeah. all, all the other kind of stuff. So,
0: so our middle school started that last year. They started it started doing did? recess after lunch. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They, and so they don't have a playground cause it's ours and I'm not letting them on my playground. I'm right. no, just kidding. We don't, <laughs> <laughs> the, wrong time for them. Um, but they, so they started using their gym, Um, and then on nice days, they could also go outside, like to the, um, like the baseball field. Yeah. They, they would give them like three different options of things, but they, I think they had to do like, like a rotation of a grade a day because of, you know, limited space. So you can do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think space is an issue for us. Um, just because we're not designed, we don't like there are areas that are outside areas, of course, and there are fields but we don't have like the traditional playground like like an elementary school would. So but that doesn't mean right that we couldn't do this or a modified version of it. So I definitely want to experiment with that this year and maybe look at some of these, you know, curriculums and and some of these uh, you know, ideas that other schools are doing uh, because I do believe that and and it's also from talking with the kid that they will say they just feel cooped up. I mean, we have a very large school, so they, they're getting a lot of steps in. You know, there's certainly, you know, I think our one hallway is like a quarter mile. Like, it's it's a big school. So they're getting their steps in, but they, they still feel cooped up. Yeah. So that sounds cool. And so what are you going to do? Like, I...
0: Like,
1: on the first day of school? Well, just... Like with this program, like, yeah. are you, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going
0: to play with kids. Yeah. It's so much fun. Actually. So our staff, they, um, asked if we can have workout Wednesday, every Wednesday so that they can, um, and, and then we can add playworks time after school for the staff to learn new games to play. I was really? like, okay, fine.
1: That's awesome.
0: I know. Yeah. So what am I going to do? I'm going to play with kids. Um, okay. actually I usually find myself ending up in the lunchroom, yeah. So I might miss out on a lot of it. Um, but the first day of school, um, I lead the lunchroom expectation station, which is so fun. I, mm-hmm. No, I don't love the lunchroom. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and then yeah. when we are outside with the games, like I'm directing them to rotate them between the games of learning. So, no, I don't get to have as much fun as I want to.
1: Right. Well, and then, yeah, what invariably happens is that at least for me, I used to like I would go out there, I would start playing with kids and then something would happen. And then it's like, OK, then I have to deal with this and deal with that. So, yeah. Um, the the beast. Yes. So that sounds really exciting. Um, what are some other things that you have planned for the first couple of days of school?
0: Um, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I read to every class mm-hmm. the first week-ish of school. Um, so I get in every classroom and I read um, the first Friday or the end of the first week. We're going to have a little assembly. Um, and that's really just to be like bringing us together as a school community. We're going to have some minute to win at games. Nice. Um, yeah. Something different I'm going to do this year. So we have, and I know I'm behind the times a little bit, um, but just to give some like rationale, um, 10 years ago, I, our culture in our school was that, or in, and when I say in our school, I mean K-12, the culture in our school was that it wasn't cool to be smart or to do well in school. Right. Um, and in a, a key example I'll give is that um, we had um, a national merit scholar, like somebody who got a perfect score on the ACT,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: who did not want anybody in the community to know. Didn't wow. want our teachers to know, didn't want peers to know. Um, it, it wasn't cool to do well. So we started um, honor roll assemblies, or we call them Dodgeland pride assemblies each quarter and recognize students for being on the honor roll. And, um, you know, over time it, it's done its job of like kids wanting to do well in school. Right. But we are, we are you know, working on changing our practices to, um, you know, grade differently, you know, target-based right. reading and, you um, so now we're making it a shift so that kids aren't chasing a grade, obviously, that we want them focused on learning. And in the elementary, our teachers do this really well, that, you know, it's not about everything being graded. Um, right. But with where we're going and knowing that, um, you know, in middle school, kids start chasing grades, I'm ready to eliminate honor roll this year. Um, and so now I'm having to figure out, I don't want to get rid of our and pride assemblies but now we're going to be recognizing kids for different things um, and I need to figure out what that is. But part of it is too, I want to, when we get together during that time, I want to add in fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, well you bring up together. A, I know that it has been a big discussion, um, you know, about getting rid of those assemblies and stuff like that. And I'm, I have mixed emotions on it as well because I think that you do have to recognize those kids, you know, who are excelling academically. I mean, It is one of the big pushes in education you know unless unless you don't have a grading system if you have a grading system even no matter what type of system it is you want to recognize those students who are um you know excelling at that and then also improving you know as as time goes along and then there's ways that you can integrate you know character in there um, yeah positive behavior supports things like that but i know that some schools have gotten rid of them or, or you know just Done away with them, but I can definitely relate to being at a middle school where a lot of the kids do not want to get positively recognized for grades in front of their peers. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of these similes when I first started there, I was just really disappointed in the student behavior and the, and things that were going on. So we really had to work to to change that. And I think you know part of it is you know they're being middle school kids, and then part of it is that they do get a little bit either jealous or resentful that other kids are getting this, these accolades, they really struggle with it. And then it impacts the the kids who are getting the, the good grades because right. They don't want they feel like that they're I know, somewhat not like the other kids, or maybe they're trying to be too much like the teachers. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure we could go into a whole episode on the dynamics. Um, but I think the first thing is to get, you know, a, a respectful and purposeful tone in those assemblies, and you know, and those are the type of things that you have to do. You know, from the beginning of the year, and get get all those expectations worked out. Um, and I think you have to keep doing them. You know, they're not easy. Like when we do a whole school assembly, you know, it's like eleven hundred kids, it's one hundred and twenty staff. I mean, it's, it they it takes about twenty minutes to get everybody down there and get seated. So there, it's it's a big disruption to the school mm-hmm. school day. Uh Um, But they're definitely necessary. Um, We try to do a little bit more of the grade level assemblies where, you know, the kids are, you know, within their grade level. So and even in the first three days, we're going to be practicing uh, and and going over those those expectations. But I, um, you know, when I when I think about this, though, it it, it just like kind of piqued my curiosity as far as like how do you make them fun without getting them like sort of too riled up like yeah. so you guys are going to try like the minute to win at games and
0: yeah I'll let you know how that goes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no and usually like my assemblies you know they'll start out good where the kids are all quiet and by the end it's like so loud and I'm like yeah I hate assemblies
1: <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah I mean I, I can definitely see that um you know and, and I think with us we're um we're trying to you know change that culture and change that you Know th- those expectations, and um, you know, and even looking at so, I think the the cool thing about that whole the first 72 is um, he talks about um, I gotta give credit to him, but is his last name Greg, Wal- Greg Walcott? Greg Walcott, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he also talks about how to continue that throughout the year. So, we've already yes. started having those discussions about what do we do after a three day break, what do we do after. You know, the fall break where they have like they have like usually like Thursday and Friday off for the teachers convention um, after, you know, holiday breaks and stuff like that. So those are some of the things that will continue to go on. I don't know if it'll be as quite as specific as, you know, this hundred slot, you know, Google slide thing. Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to have aspects of that because. He really points out a good point, like, you know, after a little bit of break, you have to go back and make those connections, you know, and go over those expectations.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So are you ready for the first day of school?
1: Well, I mean, this will come out after uh, the first day of school unless Teresa is like a wizard today. So if you're listening to this, I can be honest and say, no, I don't feel like I am. But I I rarely have. I think this is my eighth opening, you know, as a as a principal. And um, I rarely have felt like, oh, it's it's all good. I mean, and there's been better openings and then there's been openings that I didn't really like so much, I think. From my perspective, it's never all going to be done, but it gets done. Yes, if that makes any sense. Yes, yeah. Right and and I think we talked a little bit about this, and I don't know if we're going to call this back to school part two, um, but in the first one that we did a few weeks ago, you know. Um, like a lot of people wonder, I'm sure. Like, okay, so you're a 12 month employee. Like, what are you doing all summer? You know, why is it? Why is it the last Everything week? The,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Why is it the last week? Last week and a half that you're scrambling around and. Um, yeah,
0: why is that? Because I worked all summer. Why? I
1: did. I did too. <laughs> but I would definitely say that sometimes there's things that you don't know until the last. Yes. Time, like yeah. you're also trying to wait for all these other different moving parts, and that last quite frankly,
0: hiring that takes mm-hmm. up your time. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. quite frankly, like I always say, it's like we can't do it all. Like there's only a few of us yes. that are 12 months, so um, we can plan everything out, you know, in the spring. But to to execute it, we really need. I, I don't know. I just I wish we were in one of those districts like we talked about before, where you can have like a good week or two you know, with the teachers before we get started with the kids yeah. because um, you could get a lot more accomplished, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, there's so many things that I didn't have done, but yeah, moving parts, last minute hiring, um, just some other unique situations that I'm not going to get into. Um, so it's, it's really like during in-service time, it's like living day by day, like, okay, right. I'm ready for tomorrow now. Um, and, and my husband is super supportive. Like he knows, like I'm at work late on those days. Um, and oh my gosh, when we got to the end of in-service week, I slept so hard Friday night, I slept until nine 30. And for me, that is a big deal. Like trying to sleep in it's usually seven o'clock. So I was, I, I think I was in bed for 12 hours. I was so wiped out. Um, but I'm still not ready for the start of school. So like uh, when we're done here, I'm going to go into work for a few hours and then I'll go in for a few hours tomorrow too. So I'll still have family time, but I just, there's just so much that I need to go in for and, and, and get done. And my office is such a mess of like piles of stuff that I haven't gotten through yet that mm-hmm. I like the curtain is closed. Cause, uh, when you walk up to the office, the first thing you see is my office in a window. Right not awesome for par- parents to see right now. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a little unbalanced right now, but um, once the first day starts, I'll be, I'll be back to not having a crazy schedule.
1: Yeah. I took a few minutes the other day to start straightening up my, my desk. Cause I was talking with my secretary and I was like, see when, when, th- when it looks like this, that is a telling sign that I am not organized, yeah. overwhelmed, all that kind yeah. of stuff.
0: Uh, and, uh, mine is going to take a little more than a few minutes, though. I have well, to not say.
1: minutes. I mean, <laughs> I was being, you know, it, it took.
0: Or like, good. like, like one whole pile is all of our new students that came and all of their cume files that came in. I wanna, I wanna read through those all. So, like, you know, I'm gonna have, and there's a whole bunch. So.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're in the same boat too we've done a lot of uh hiring in the you know in the last few weeks um you know and then invariably someone will put a, a resignation in maybe they got another job or they're moving to another position so we're not starting the year at 100 but i don't oh. know if we're we're never at 100 percent. like there's oh. always something open um maternity leaves you know there's it just you, you can't be you cannot be you know um you know too black and white when you look at like staffing and stuff it's very nebulous
0: so here's a funny story so i have um a teacher who was going on maternity leave and i had told her we're gonna wait to do this until like the last month of summer because people are gonna get hired so we're gonna wait and and get the leftovers the people who haven't got jobs yet so we did we did that we waited um i still went through four people who Yes, said they would take the maternity leave, then got a job and called me and canceled. So, like, I mean, I spent three weeks then, like, going back to the drawing board again, going back, going back, going back, Um, and finally got to the point of desperation of, um, like, I sent an email to our most recent hires from the past three years of, do you still have friends who, you know, graduated with you who don't have jobs? Mm -hmm. Um, I spent a Saturday literally calling strangers, you know, that people gave me their numbers. Um, And uh, and the funny thing is, Spike, I wasn't stressed about this. I was like, something will happen. Like, it's going to be okay. Um, So funny story. The person who is taking the job, when she came in to interview with me, tornado sirens go off. So we spent our interview... (laughs) in the sensory room during a tornado with the daycare kids oh my and just goodness. watching how she interacted with the kids who were in there to help calm them down. I was like, well, first of all, I had nobody else to hire. So basically she was hired, but that right. helped make it, you know, a little, um, better feeling that she can calm kids during a tornado. You're wow. <laughs> did,
1: did the tornado come through there or is it just... Um,
0: so it didn't come through here. We had 15 confirmed tornadoes in the area that day. Um, so not close enough to us to be a concern. But yeah, the tornado sirens, it, it was... I think it was 45 minutes that we had to be all...
1: Now, do you have a tornado siren at your school or is it like a county thing? Like where do they emanate from?
0: Um, it's in our town. And actually, um, we... We I didn't even hear it when we were deep in the building. It was we were I was giving her a tour and we got closer to the door and I was like, uh, oh, those are tiny tornado sirens. And so I had to even like the daycare kids couldn't hear it. And our cross country team was um in the gym doing an activity. I had to go and round them all up. I'm like, you guys, tornado. Wow. Yeah. So
1: what does it sound like?
0: Like a tornado siren?
1: I don't know. We don't have <laughs> to.
0: Really? What? Yeah, I
1: guess uh we don't have tornado sirens out here. We don't really have tornadoes.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah, we have hurricanes and hurricanes are Do you
0: have like a hurricane siren then?
1: No, I don't think there's a hurricane no? siren because that's a because that's a humongous storm that's coming and they do a lot of news on it. So they, they cover oh. it like a you know what they cover a hurricane like they do snowstorms if that makes any sense
0: so you literally don't have sirens that's why you're asking i was like that's a weird question
1: yeah that's that um, fied pennies
0: uh, <laughs> so we our sirens even um they practice every day at noon and then twice on saturdays to make sure that they're you know ready to go so like the kids even know like oh it's noon from the siren oh really yeah hmm. Ah, huh, how bizarre!
1: That is bizarre. I'm gonna have to to Google that. Um, what do? So it's different than a fire alarm.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: because a fire alarm's like. And
0: it's like there's they're all like I don't know how many there are in the town, but it's like a great big, you know, like cable line pole, and up at the top there's this. There's like four big
1: metalers
0: that yeah, like blast the sound out. And
1: what is the protocol? Um, this is really fascinating. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm assuming
1: it's sort of like a lockdown. Like you, like when you hear it, what's the protocol?
0: You go to a room that doesn't have any windows, and you get down and you cover your head. Oh, okay. Wow, you guys don't have tornadoes.
1: No, this
0: is so weird. Yeah, we have to do it. Two- is. We have to do tornado drills with the kids too. You do? Yeah.
1: Do you have to stand in like a um doorway too? Is that one of the no. things they say? Or is that well a no,
0: because think of how many doorways there are and how many kids there are in a building. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> like
1: it's if you narrowed. were in your house. Like if you were No,
0: in your house yeah. you would go into your basement.
1: You go in your basement, okay.
0: Yeah. Because the top of your house would blow away if the tornado came. So you don't want to be up there.
1: Yeah. No. No, not at all. Unless you, then you'll go to the Wizard of Oz. <laughs>
0: yes, you would. This so yeah, fascinating. This is
1: fascinating. So you have to practice those.
0: Yeah. So you know what to do.
1: Now, now I know. I and I'm assuming that, like, if Teresa was here, I'm sure she would say that they don't have them there. I don't think that they're. Oh, in there.
0: Michigan, I would yeah. think they do. Yeah. We'll have to find out. That'll be question number one on episode 105. Do you have tornadoes in Michigan? Yeah. But you know what? I bet there's other types of drills that different parts of the country have to practice. It,
1: I was thinking that too. There's got to be ones. Like, I don't know. I know you were in Arizona for a yeah, while. There's we probably never had weird tornadoes. stuff going on down there because it's yeah. so hot. Like, do they have like a, <laughs> no. <laughs> my, no, I just say that because my sister lives out there and it's like, Yeah, oh, no, we 122. didn't have tornado <laughs> drills. We no.
0: did do I don't think we did anything else. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know, like in California, do they do earthquake drills? Like, because that seems like to be. Yeah. Um,
0: Uh, This turned into an interesting episode. We should just have a whole, like,
1: whole episode on the unique areas throughout the country and the different things that we have to do. It's sort of like that day that I learned about. like when you shoot a basketball off of a horse, what's that called? Dunk, donkey, donkey
0: basketball,
1: donkey basketball.
0: (laughs) You disbelieve us and you Googled it
1: because
0: you thought we were making stuff up.
1: No, I figured, you know, it it had to be something. But I I was just it it was fascinating. And and I don't know if we have necessarily have things out here that are like that, other than, like I said, hurricanes. But like I said, we cover that more like a snowstorm. yeah, I mean, there there are these new things that come through. I wouldn't call them tornadoes, and they, they specifically don't, but they're called dur- Duratios or deratios dur- or something like that. And they're like, there's they're these new, not new storms, but I guess um, they they almost mimic a tornado where they go uh, in straight lines for a while, they knock a lot of things down. But it's not like...
0: Oh, just yeah. like straight line winds. Yeah, we've had that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... But it's not that frequent. So anyway. Well, we had
0: no intentions of talking about the weather, but this was fun.
1: You know, the weather does come up a lot in our podcasting, though, because like in the winter, we talk a lot about snow.
0: <gasps> oh, yeah. so my whole first day plan that I have for us at school, um, if it rains, that whole plan is foiled. So oh, I'm, I'm actually no. been watching the weather because like we've been having crazy thunderstorms. Um, so I'm kind of nervous about that
1: yeah so when is your when do your kids come back Tuesday Tuesday okay Labor Day wow how about you uh ours are Thursday so we have two days of uh professional development and then they come back on Thursday yeah so but like my daughter already started like they started last week they had two days so she started middle school and then my son starts his high school uh, on Thursday, so oh my
0: gosh, your son's in high school.
1: Yes, yeah, he is. In, he is in high school. Oh man, I know, crazy, crazy times. You're getting so old, Spike. I am. I <laughs> definitely getting old, but um, all right. Well, I think we accomplished a lot. We talked about the weather. We talked about the different, you know, nuances between New Jersey and Wisconsin, and we talked about back to school, like kind of back to school part two so but i'm I'm, entertained people exactly but i'm really excited and i will have to i'm gonna need to blog about this and and tag um greg walcott in this because uh he really just by putting that thing out there i think you had sent it to me like we were talking Mm -hmm. and you said hey this might be a good resource i think it was fascinating it was you know it's not prescriptive it just gives you a lot to think Mm -hmm. about and um it really did inspire me to to get moving and you know, organize this. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm hoping uh, next time we, we uh, touch base that I can report out to see how it went. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and you know, just a point I would make to you know people listening. Um, I don't remember if it was Greg or if it was somebody else that I heard recently. They said, you know, um, you've got your kids who are, you know, you think of them as their visual learners or their auditory or their kinesthetic. Like we all think of the different types of learners. But what about your kids who? are not going to learn until they have a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you can think of kids immediately. So that's, that's, that's why we need to spend time focusing there.
1: Yeah. All right. I think it's the end here. I think it is the end. Um, Next time we, we touch base, we'll be through all this and we'll be on to something else like September. (laughs)
0: Let's hope we can get together like before the end of the year and record a
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we've been doing good. We've been
0: doing good. Yeah. Doing All good. right, we'll keep so, it up. We'll keep All it right. up. Good luck, everybody.
1: Good luck, everybody.
0: PLN okay, out. Thanks for sharing in the learning with us today. Remember to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and continue the conversation by joining the Foxer group. Links can be found at principalpln.com.